Good morning and welcome to Faith FM, positively different news right here on the Faith FM Network. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. Liam, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Gemma. How are you? It's great to be with you this morning. It's great to be here. Oh, good. It's good to be back for a Monday morning, back in the studio. It's been a while since we've had you in here. It has been a while. It's been a while, so much so that the studio's even moved rooms since last time I was here. It has indeed. Did you have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? I had a very... I had a fantastic weekend. You know, Anzac Day on, on Saturday, getting out early, yes. uh, wearing my grandfather's uniform again, yes. and then Sunday was amazing again. What are you thankful for this morning, Gemma? I am thankful for this morning Zoom conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> How have they been going for you? Uh, well, uni went back for me, so it's like week four or week five. All the weeks are way off track now because coronavirus messed it all up a little bit, but we're back on track. Happy days. For some random week at college, I don't even know. Happy but, days. But um, they have transferred all classes from Avondale College university including every other university across australia actually have transferred classes to online zoom meetings which have actually been really good you've seen the benefit from them i was skeptical at first i'm gonna be honest i was a little skeptical but i'm fully on board with the zoom meetings now i'm I'm appreciating them a lot what are you thankful for good uh this morning i am thankful for ice Okay. I um, had a little bit of a run-in last night with the microwave, and as I got my food out, <laughs> as I got my food out, I forgot that you know things cooking in the microwave get hot. Yes, and I, I burnt, I burnt my finger, and um, yeah, ice saved the day. Ice cold water, and yeah, it was very, very good. Nice. And I'm quite thankful that um, that I was managed to. You know, I was actually thinking that you know, it's not the only thing I'm thankful for. I'm also thankful for the the many lessons my mum taught me as a, when I was little. Don't, most importantly, don't touch hot things, <laughs> which is something that I, I've now remembered. And <laughs> hence the thankfulness th- for ice, <laughs> indeed. And the next time I get something out of the fr- out of the microwave. Or, or even anywhere near the oven or anything hot, I will remember that. So, yes, I'm staying on top of things. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in the show today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Anzac Day because, as you mentioned before, Saturday the 25th was Anzac Day. So Indeed. We're going, to, we're going to cover that. A little bit of a coronavirus update. And I've also got a story about a man and a crocodile. Oh, how good. I love those ones. <laughs> All right. Coming up now, though, we have got Anna Beden with Breathe. You are listening to Faith FM.
to Faith FM. You are listening on 87.6, 87.8 and 88. And that was Anna Beden with Breathe. Such a beautiful song. When those drums came in, we were like, oh, and I was loving and, you know, it. I was out. smashing it. I was, yeah, it's one of my favourite songs I've ever heard. Such a good song. Yeah, good. All right. So we've come time for the first clue for our quiz this morning. Are, dun, you, dun, dun. are you ready for this, Gemma? I think so. All right. So uh, this is a what am I? All right. So what am I? Okay. If I said, because I am not an I, I do not belong to the body, I would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. What is this? Wow. So what many, is this? So many eyes. Wow. Okay. What um, is, um, hmm. There's four eyes. Wow. So again, if I said, because I am not an I, I do not belong to the body, I would not, hmm. for that reason, cease to be part of the body. Do you know what it is? I don't think I do. I'm oh, definitely so going to have to wait for Oh, so the double prize is still up for grabs. Mm. If you think you know what it is, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you're the first person to call in with the correct answer, we will be sending you a copy of My Story Hour. Ooh. We had this a couple of weeks ago and it was quite popular. Nice. So we've brought it back again. 
So you've still got a chance. If you missed you've it last time and you're like, oh, man, I really want to get a copy of that book, now's your it's chance. It's actually not a book. My st- Your story hour, rather, Ooh. is a collection of C- – it's a CD. It's got a collection of Bible stories. And it's great for, you know, y- young kids that uh, you know want to learn more about the Bible. Oh, that's so, so cool. get amongst it. It's nice. a great one. I remember going to a my grandparents' CD. place. We're giving a CD yeah. away Monday morning. Wow. Right into the thick of it. Right into it. Here we go. This I remember going to my grandparents' place and listening to these. So, you know, they're amazing stories. Um, so yeah, get onto it. Well, look, if they're recommended by you, Liam, then they're highly recommended, and it means you want to get your hands on them. So if you know Absolutely. the answer, give us a call, send us a text. But I'm definitely going to need another clue, so we're just going to have to wait. But before we get to our next clue in our next segment, you've got some news for us. I do indeed. Yes. Now, usually in in my segment, I do positive news. Today, I'm doing the quote unquote hard news. Oh, you're mixing one, it up. One oh, no. story is now. I do say quote unquote because. I, I say it sarcastically, um, but we'll we'll see. How, it was put in it was put in the serious news section. Okay. Um, but when I read it, I couldn't it, take it, was it seriously. Some good news. Okay. So, all right. You've heard of the game rock paper scissors or paper scissors rock? Let's before we get into the story. Is, what is it? Is it rock paper scissors or scissors paper rock? I'm team scissors paper rock. I'm more team rock paper scissors. That's Ooh. you know what this is a. Discussion Controversy on air today. I know. <laughs> all right. So, a court in Canada has scrapped the debt of a man who lost a game of rock, paper, scissors. What? This debt was $575,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and the reason why what? the court uh, dismissed it is because they, they deemed it was invalid. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. Look, let's be honest. It was, so, it was scissors, paper, rock. Like, yeah, come on. but, you know... Uh, so this this happened way back in 2011. So after losing a schoolyard game in 2011 of, of rock, paper, scissors, a Canadian man was forced to take out a mortgage on his house to cover the amount he owed to his advisory. Okay, now this best of three hand game took place, uh, as I said, in 2011, but it was first challenged in the Canadian Superior Court in wow. 2017. So this is like it made it to scissors paper rock game made it to the superior. This court. is like something Whoa. that that is deadly serious, but at the same time, it's really really funny because it's a game of scissors it's hilarious. Paper rock. Wow. And and yeah, so the reason why they scrapped it is because under Quebec, pardon me, under Quebec law for a bet, which, is, which this technically is, for a bet to be valid, it must require only skill of bodily exertion on the part of the parties rather than luck, and the ama- uh, amount wagered must not be excessive. Wow. So the thing that I'd like, to, I'd like to highlight here, I did a little bit of, a little bit of reading in my Bible this morning, found a verse, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 10 says, Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Mm. So I think this just, although this is a ridiculous story, I think it really highlights again how 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 harmful betting or gambling can be. Because mm. this is this isn't you know on its own. Right, rock paper scissors. It's a fantastic way to determine who gets what. You know, if you want to find out who goes first down the slide, rock paper scissors, easy peasy. It's the way to go. Um, but you know it, it can have quite a negative effect. Um, now, uh, one thing I'm also like to talk about the story is that uh, for, as I said, for a, a, a bet to be valid, it must require only skill or bodily exertion. And they, the court deemed that in um, in rock paper scissors, there was an element of skill involved in winning a game of rock paper scissors. What? So that wasn't the reason why they deemed it 
uh, Skill. not relevant. The, it was, the reason why they dismissed it is because of the excessive amount of five hundred yeah, and seventy-five. Thousand dollars. Fair enough. But what skill does it take to play scissors paper rock though? Honestly, okay. here, right uh, now, scissors paper rock. Here we go. We're doing we, it right now. Before we go though, I'm going to play rock. <sighs> See, oh, I'm already. On. I'm in your head. Oh, no, no, wait. I'm in no, your no, head. No, now I have to think. Hang I'm, on. In, his, gonna, I'm in her head. If you're going to play rock, so I've got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, see, look, I knew you were going to... Oh, okay. We so, tied. So we tied what I'm trying to scissors, say, we directed okay. scissors. So, so there is an element of skill, you know. It's about psychological skill. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> so you've probably never thought about the, the no, skill I've of rock, paper, scissors. Of, I've never thought about the skill of rock, paper, scissors. I mean, of course this it can be fantastic. played... Of course this it can great. be played with zero skill. <laughs> which, maybe, maybe from what mean. you've, maybe from what you've been saying, that's how you've, been, that's how you've yeah. played it previously, but... I think we have to go again because it was a tie, right? right like, okay. that's how this works again, last time. Again, I'm right, going to play rock. Rock, pa- okay, fine. Here we go. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. <laughs> we tied we both, again. We both played rock. All right, that's it. Moving no, on. No moving more. on, though. We'll to be an- here all morning if we keep going. <laughs> Let's get on to something Moving else. on to another story this morning. Um, so, over in Switzerland, uh, last year there was a fire and there was a, a, a house and a farm that burnt down. Mm-hmm. And like many schools around the area, the year 12 class, typically for their year 12, as a year 12 experience, they go and do a year 12 trip to whether it's, you know, uh, Canberra or, or to, you know, a, a developing country to go and help people, whatever they do, they go somewhere. However, due to the coronavirus, uh, this particular school that's near this farm in Switzerland, they couldn't go. Mm. So instead of just ditching all the money, and wasting it on, on who knows what. What they did, decided to do collectively as a class was donate all this money to this, this, this family that owned this farm, this house and this farm to help them get back on their feet. Mm. And I thought that was just a really, really sweet story. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to sort of help move things along and, and just give them a hand. Cause one thing that I've really noticed in this whole coronavirus thing is that there's many things happening. However, there's also many people that are really stepping up and really helping, making sure that we can support each other in the best way that we can. There's been a lot of growth in areas of empathy and sympathy because of, yeah, the circumstances of coronavirus. You know, people are stepping out of their comfort zones to engage with people in their street, their neighbours and the community around them. And it's just an amazing thing to see. That's it. Whether it's, you know, by choice or because they feel that they're forced, they've been forced to. Either way, it's it's positive. Mm. And it doesn't even have to be something big as, you know, rebuilding (laughs) rebuilding a house. No, it doesn't be. (laughs) But even just, you know, checking on your elderly neighbour next door. Even not even that, just, you know, I haven't seen a lot of people, as many people as I do. And whenever I see someone, like when I'm on my run, I smile at them. Mm. And it's just the effect that just a simple smile has, I think, is is pretty incredible. Um, and, yeah, it's just something magical. Um, so, yeah, you know, just I'd like to encourage everybody that just do something small. Just smile at someone. If you think you can do more, then do more. But I'd like to challenge everybody listening, just just smile. Such just, a good challenge. Just I'm smile. I'll take that challenge. Thank you. Whatever, I'm on for the whatever day. you do, whenever you see someone that, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're in with someone for a, a prolonged amount of time, smiling at them for a long amount of time may come across as a bit creepy. <laughs> However, if you're just seeing them in the street and you're just passing by, give them a smile. Fantastic. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Give them a smile. Um, finally, this morning, my final story that I've got for you. Uh, in, in one thing that has happened in the past week, or that didn't happen rather, mm. was Big Camp. Now, Big Camp I is know. a, it's so a collective sad. thing where lots of people from around the state, around the country come together to, uh, to talk about Jesus and the amazing person that he is and help bring people closer to him. Now, that couldn't happen over the last week because everyone 
couldn't come together because of coronavirus. Mm. However, it did happen in an online platform. Which was fantastic and, and awesome to be involved I with, know. by the way. So I know. Good. And a week ago, so there's many things that have happened. You know, there's, there's talks every night. Uh, I watched on Saturday night, someone was baptized, which was amazing. Fantastic. Uh, yes. An incredibly powerful testimony by, by him there. Um, and there was also, um, so, so throughout the week, there's talks and workshops all online. Um, and it was just amazing. Not to mention Zoom call catch ups. Zoom Got call catch ups. Absolutely. Uh, now, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that something that was being planned for this was a collective group, group coming together to put a, a virtual choir to perform a song. Mm. And this song has turned out to be pretty amazing. And it, 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 this song was put together by, uh, it was pr- uh, produced by Nick Lindsay and Ellen Kim coordinated the whole idea. And it was just amazing. There was like, I'd say almost 50 people that all got together to Sing this amazing song. And, you know, there's there's not people just singing. There's people playing instruments. There's an accordion in there. So good. There's a guitar. There's people shaking. Uh, their cereal their boxes. Their cereal I boxes, which is amazing. So, so, yes. So, coming up now, we have got the North New South Wales young adults with their song, When We All Get to Heaven. So, enjoy and uh, get amongst it. So, here we go. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Welcome back. That was, of course, When We All Get to Heaven, done by the North New South Wales Conference. Wow, that's so good. It was just incredible to hear all of those voices. So the way that this song worked is that everybody sent in a video of themselves at home with them and their family singing this song. And then, like we said, Mr. Nick Lindsay produced it and Ellen Kim had organized the whole thing and they put it all together in a big video so that it ended up sounding like that, so that it sounded like we had a full Absolutely choir going. incredible. But actually, it was just people sitting on their couches with their iPhones <laughs> in their hand filming themselves singing. Like, how oh, amazing there were was people, that? There were, if, you, if you want to look at, find the video, go to uh, North New South Wales Young adults on Facebook and there's you know there's some people that getting up and dancing and it's just really amazing really really enlightening and a positive thing to, to start the morning so yeah uh, quiz time we've got another clue for our quiz oh, you are yet to get this ready. clue here we go so when Moses ordained Aaron he took the blood of a ram and put it on Aaron's thumb mm-hmm. toe and this other thing what was it if you think you know what the answer is I think Gemma is still a little bit unsure. I am still a little bit unsure, but I but I know this. But I if feel you like, think you know what oh. it is, give us a call at one eight hundred three two four eight four three. That's one eight hundred Faith FM, or you can send us a text at zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And if you're the first person in with the correct answer, we will be sending you a copy of your story hour, the CD that unpacks the Bible uh, and really brings it down and, and, and breaks it down in a really good way for, for kids especially. So yeah. Get on to it. Gemma's still yet to get it, so the double prize is still up for grabs. I'm going to get it next time, she, okay? I'm, I'm pretty sure I've that, got it. I'm pretty sure I've got it now. That is what you said last time. It though. is what I said last time, but I'm going to say it again. I'm pretty sure I all right. maybe all right, might all right. possibly... What, gonna, have we got, what have we got in news this morning, Gemma? We're going to go and we're going to talk a little bit about Anzac Day because like we've oh, said already, absolutely. that was over the weekend, which was something very, very different this year. And I'm going to say I was a little bit sad because Anzac Day is something that, you know, I enjoy going to the dawn service. Absolutely. I've been many times in my life before, um, you know, with my, with my family and, you know, having my great granddad's medals and things like that. Absolutely. It's always something that I've, you know you know, really enjoyed about Anzac Day, you know, being able to remember the sacrifice that was made. Um, and it was just a little bit sad to not have it the same way that it has taken place in the years past. But at the same time, I'm also super thankful because later on in the day, scrolling through my Facebook and Instagram feed, there were so many videos, so many photos, so many pictures of people holding services in their driveways. Yeah, look, for me, I don't know if I I liked it better or worse. For me, it was an incredibly different feeling to the usual Anzac Day. And I look, I still loved it. I loved it. And it was really... Yeah, look, I, I still got a tear in my eye when I was thinking about all the people that I love that have served our country mm. and 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 made this this and were willing to sacrifice their life. Um, so yeah, it was a really amazing day for me. We were talking about something before we went on air, and you showed me a photo. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that photo that you were talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So on Friday last week, I came in dressed uh, dressed in my grandfather's uniform, and yes. I wore the same uniform on Saturday morning, and. It was just, yeah, that that certainly made mm. a difference for me, and it's it was, I just felt pride, pride that knowing that what I was wearing, what was on my shoulders was also on the shoulders of of my granddad, mm. and you know I was talking later on Friday afternoon to my nan, and she was telling me more stories about him, and oh, they were just they were just so incredible, Such so a incredible, time. That's absolutely. Amazing. I play the trombone yes. and kind of the trumpet. And I say kind of hesitantly, very, very, very... <laughs> I'm learning the trumpet. How about getting that? getting there. And I was like, Anzac Day is the perfect time for me to play my trumpet. I'm going to I'm gonna learn the last post. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to play my trumpet. And I'm going to play the last post. 
except the high note in that song is very, very high and I couldn't handle it. it I ran indeed. out of breath. It, it didn't work out indeed. so well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to play the last post on the trombone instead. A little bit different, but still tons of fun. Got the point across and it was fantastic to be able to play that on Anzac Day, which is something I'd never done before. Yeah, the um, I I attempted to play it as well. Mm. Um, well, not on Anzac Day. When I was practicing, I attempted to play it on the chanter. And a chanter, for those that don't know, is the the blowy bit on the bagpipes mixed together with the with the fiddly bit with your hands on the bagpipes. Okay. Basically, it's the bag. It's without the bagpipes the bag. without the bag. That's so just cool. The pipe. Um, nice. But it's called a chanter. So I, I I attempted to play to practice it. However, you how know how there's go? you know how there's the first two notes yeah well the first note was the lowest note i could play and the second <laughs> note was the highest note i could play and oh, okay so that was it <laughs> and that was that was it and the range for those of you who have heard is 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 much higher than those first two notes it is very true the first two notes are like the lowest <laughs> and then it jumps like an octave after that so it's like all right if you if you so, yeah, can't I, get past that high note you're I, in trouble i quickly realized that although it would have sounded amazing i was not yet at the at the skill to play next it. year we'll practice and you and i will have it down by next year we might be able to harmonize oh there Ooh, we go that would be so oh Oh, I don't know. I think there is a certain there is a certain uh, awe that I get when there's just the lone, uh, the, the lone, lone bugle, bugler. the lone trumpet. Oh. It's very, very true. Just in a room full of of or an empty room, even, um, but when everyone's quiet and that's the only thing that's heard, it's just it's just magical. So maybe we'll. I reckon, I'm happy to leave it to you to play. <laughs> All right. Not the best. all right, challenge accepted. Hitting me with all the challenges today. I've got Absolutely. a smile and I've got to learn how Absolutely. to play the trumpet. All right, moving on with some coronavirus update news now from across Australia. I'm going to be talking a little bit about high schools and primary schools now as things go back and what that's going to look like for each state. So for all those parents out there listening at the moment, this is probably where you really want to pay attention. So the Prime Minister insists that it is safe for children to go back to school. But as I just said, each state is kind of going to approach term two a little bit differently. So each state across Australia has got some different... Um, rules and regulations about what it's going to look like for kids going back to school soon. Um, in the Northern Territory, all students are expected to physically attend school for term two. Yeah, right. Okay, so Northern Territory, you're all back. The parents are going, hallelujah, we, we, get, we get a break. So the kids get to go back to school for the Northern Territory. South Australia is also in the same boat as students are expected to return for term two. However, in New South Wales, families are still being advised to keep children home when possible. Students aren't expected to return to classrooms until May 11, um, where they will start school back. But yeah, within New South Wales, you're still... Uh, if possible, keep kids at home. But if obviously, if you have work, obviously, if it's not possible for you to be home with the kids all day, then the schools will be open Absolutely. for kids to still be able to go and you know have their education in that way. My parents are in that boat. Yeah, so yeah. have to do what you have to do. And in Queensland, schools have now moved to a completely online learning model. And that's going to remain in place at least until May 22nd, where Queensland will reevaluate how that online learning is going. Public schools in Victoria and the ACT have also moved online for term two. So parents, you want to make sure you've got some good internet connection and your Zoom calls logged in, signed up, ready to go so that uh, students can still get learning in uh, Tasmania. Most schools are open, but children are encouraged to stay at home if they can. School does not return in Tasmania until May 4. In Western Australia, last but not least, schools will remain open from April 29 for all parents and carers who choose to send their children. 
Children who stay home will be provided with distance education packages, which I think is an awesome idea because, like we've said, some parents don't have access to reliable internet. Indeed. Some homes where you've got children that are trying to study don't have access to those kind of things. So good on Western Australia. I know in my house it, it's the internet isn't great because I've got five younger brothers and yeah. oh, when yeah. everyone's trying to use the internet, <laughs> it's just like a snail trying to get up a hill. Yeah, absolutely. So Western Australia has taken initiative by sending distance packages, which I think is a fantastic idea, which I do know some other schools and states have got, you know, physical take-home learning packages, which is absolutely fantastic. That's right. I don't have a ton of time left, but I did promise a crocodile story, so I'm going to give you my crocodile story. I'm going to give you a little bit about it. All morning, this is the thing I've been waiting for. Have you ever come across a wild crocodile? Yes. In in far north Queensland. Okay, you've got to briefly tell me about that. Far north Queensland, they're everywhere. If you if you ever go if if you ever go to far north Queensland and you want to see a crocodile, go out at night with a torch (laughs) to a bridge that um, that goes over a um, that goes over any body of water. Shine the light. I can almost guarantee you that you will see uh, at at least one pair of of eyes glowing back at you. If not, up to twenty. Okay, was, as long when, as you're up on the bridge, when, I feel like I'd be okay. If I well, was anywhere down well, you near say the water, that, I'd be a little scared. You say that. Last year or the year before, there were some floods. And even even last year when it was just heavy rain and not floods, there was a crocodile that was on top of the bridge. Oh, and oh no. Look, in, in Far North Queensland, no. crocodiles, crocodiles are, we don't, we, we, they're like, we're wary of them. I'm um, freaking out over here. No, but, that's so scary. Yeah. No. They're almost as common as a spider no. in Cairns. Uh, well, Even this, in backyards. Well, this so. story comes from Broome. Um, and in Broome, two out of 11 baby crocodiles uh, have been recovered because 11 escaped. 11 baby crocodiles escaped from a crocodile park in Broome uh, and they went for a run. They went for a run. They headed towards the beach and there was a couple walking along the beach who stumbled across a little baby crocodile did some Googling and found out that, yes, in fact, they did belong from the Crocodile Park, which was just up the road. Um, so at the moment... So that's not actually wild, is it? Not really, because they were born... In captivity. In captivity, yeah. So they have found two out of 11. So if you're in Broome and you're going for a walk and you come across a baby crocodile, now you'll know where it's come from and where it needs to go back. So they've only found two out of the 11 missing baby crocodiles. How good. <laughs> Deary me. Moving, moving on with the show now. Uh, last week we had a request for a song by Wayne. So for Wayne, this is for you. This is Jesus, Lover of My Soul. You're listening to Faith FM. Jesus, Lover soul, let me to thy bosom fly, while the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high, hide me, O my soul. 
Back everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network. Joining us on the phone this morning uh, for his monthly update is Luke Ferrugia from Oz Table Talk. Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lyle. Good morning. Good to hear you. Hey, it's great to have you on the show here again. We always like uh, hearing what you uh, guys have been talking about uh, over the last month, and for those who are kind of, I guess, unfamiliar with Oz Table Talk podcast, basically a bunch of young guys that were had some great conversations, um, you know, after church around a fellowship lunch, and like, well, we should start recording these, and that's been happening for how long now, Luke? It's been happening now four years almost. Four years that Oz Table Talk has been going. So, if mm. you uh, have not uh, listened to any of their any of their podcasts, uh, where do they go to find them? You can find everything on oztabletalk.com.au, um, but you can also find us at oztabletalk on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so there you go. Now, uh, Luke, a number of really hot subjects that you've been discussing over this last month. And the first one is, do you choose God over family? Mm, okay, this is a really good question. I, I'd like to know some of the conclusions and some of the ideas that were discussed right here because, I mean, isn't... Isn't your family your first mission field? Isn't that? Uh, yes. Can you draw a distinction between choosing God over family? Mm, and that's a that's that's really the core of the issue. And I think, <clears throat> you know, for the spoiler, the the key conclusion that we came to, which we just in the conversation, if you listen to it, we just keep circling back to this idea of the fact that family is ministry. It's not ministry or family. Family is an element of of your ministry, and it's your first mission field. And so, if we are doing mission if we're doing it right it should include our family and that's how we um that's how we affect others because we even us at the table we observed that our our parents our families had had sacrificed their time and their lives their effort to raise us which may have limited their ministry but because of what they did that set us on the path that would give us an abundant life that would teach us about god and as a result have us doing ministry in the many years after them. So really it's an investment when you sacrifice your time for your, for, you know, to lead your, your kids and your family, then you're actually, you're actually multiplying your effect into the future. Okay. So let me throw out a scenario then. Uh, let's say it. that you are a military general and mm-hmm. you have an option between saving the life of your family or saving uh, 10,000 lives. Which mm-hmm. do you choose? Whoa, that's a really tough question. <laughs> Maybe I should and have I been would... sitting around at table talk just to throw this curly one in because then we that's could bring exactly that across right. to the spiritual perspective and let's say that you're an evangelist and you have the option of saving 
10,000 lives or your family. Yes, and I think that, that and that in that context, I think the the question is easier because uh, we were talking about the you know there are many people like even founders of our own church you know think think of Ellen White and James and they uh, delegated the raising of their children for large patches of time and the and while you know obviously their society was different there were different pressures on them to other people but generally speaking I, I think the that the Bible is clear that. It is, our, our family is our first responsibility, but I I believe that if you if you, you are an evangelist, then you can go and affect uh, many others. In order for you to actually be living what you're preaching, so in order for you to not be a hypocrite, you must have prioritized your family first. So can you go and spend time away from your family to do ministry? Absolutely. But that means that you've already done the the uh, the groundwork. You've laid the foundations with your family so it's safe to do that. If you are serving others and allowing your, your, your family to uh, go and, uh, you know, sort themselves out, so to speak, and raise, the kids to raise themselves – you're really not honoring the responsibilities that God has given you. And that's why I think in Scripture, the requirements for elders and deacons, they're all people that have led their families well in the beginning, because God knows that's a requirement for building the kind of character that's required for sharing the gospel. The one thing that uh, comes to my head, Luke, is that if you, if you begin with ministering to your family, what you mm-hmm. do is, is by ministering to them, then they can go and minister to other people. And then yes. you can continue this this onward sort of branching effect, and eventually you do have uh, people that you minister. Essentially, you're ministering to ten thousand people. So, it, mm-hmm. with, when it, bringing it back to to Lyle's example of um, you know an, an army general saving ten thousand people or his family, I guess yeah. it's it, it's sort of almost the same thing, isn't it? Mm. Hey, uh, Luke, just a, um, a a quick question in relationship to that. Um, you're a bunch of young guys. How many of you have a family and children of your own out of the, what, four or five of you that are involved in Oz Table Talk? Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's um, two of us that, that have families. We've both got two kids. Um, and so we sort of, that particular episode was kind of heavy on, on our perspective because we're the ones that are in that role. The other guys contributed, but they, they also had good experience um, speaking as children of families who prioritize their family. And so it, it was a good balanced discussion. Fantastic. Now tell us about John the Baptist. This is an interesting discussion because you actually asked the question as to whether he was not such a saint, maybe a doubter. How, how did that discussion even come up? Yeah, good question. Well, we actually have, uh, I've, for those of you out there who are familiar with the YouVersion Bible app, um, there are various reading plans that are in the app, and you can choose to do them as a group. And so one of the things that we do as a ministry, we put that out there if anyone wants to join our group. So every every morning there's a reading and, and some verses that we look through, and there's an option to comment. And so anyone that's in that group, and anyone can join it, if you look on our social media, we put out an invite every time we start a new, a new plan. But um, one of those plans that we were going through was talking about people who had encounters with Jesus. And one of the people that popped up was John the Baptist. And it had really good interaction. People were, were bringing out really interesting ideas, and we had a good discussion around it. And so we said, let's do an episode about that. And so one of the one of the topics that came up within, we sort of looked at, at John's whole experience. And one of the thing, the ideas that sort of developed was that there was a real contrast between John as in the beginning of his ministry. You know, if you, if you look in the, when he baptizes Jesus, you know, he is sold out for, you know, he totally believes that Jesus is the Messiah and he baptizes him and he sees himself as not even worthy to, to unlash his sandals. But then when you see later in the story, you see him in jail awaiting being beheaded 
And he's essentially then sending messages to Jesus to say, um, were we wrong? Are you actually the Messiah or are you not the Messiah? You know, can you can you enlighten us? And it, I just found it, or we found it really interesting in the discussion of, of how how you can go from someone who is not has zero questions and fully committed to someone who is asking like big existential questions ar- around the gospel. And of course, we we can need to need to read that in the context of the, the the Bible says that John the Baptist was the greatest of the prophets. What does that tell us about you know people mm. who receive the gift of prophecy or people who are in ministry? Uh, does yes. that does that indicate that you know people who have that particular gift are actually yes. real human beings who can have real human doubts? One hundred percent, because this is the thing we often we often treat uh, doubt as the opposite of faith, whereas I don't believe the Bible really paints that picture, because um, if you often see people that are exalted for their position and you know, John is a great example, because like you said, Jesus identifies him as the greatest of prophets, but he is more than a prophet, but he is still susceptible to that doubt. He is still a real human being that has real struggles and need, needed them to be resolved. And he, but he did the right thing. This is the interesting thing. He had those doubts, but where did he go to have the doubts resolved? He sent messages to Jesus, right? He went to Jesus to have the doubts resolved. And Jesus didn't say, well, you should have believed me in the first place. Jesus said to the followers, well, just look at me. Stick around for a day. Watch what I do. And they saw that Jesus was living the life of the Messiah, that who the Messiah should have been, Jesus was exemplifying that. And that was the message that they took back to John. Luke, you've got this really interesting podcast that, well, it's it's, it's an interesting title on this podcast um, <laughs> where the title is, What is in Your Hand? Where did you even get that title from? <laughs> So this is actually uh, interesting. There were some uh, friends of ours in uh, South New South Wales that were, uh, for anybody, of course, right now, the COVID-19 crisis is meaning that large gatherings of people are, are not allowed. And so um, there have been a number of large events in our church that have been cancelled, one of which is Big Camp. And so a number of conferences, are, uh, well, basically all conferences, have cancelled their Big Camps for this year where everyone would come together and camp and, and hear the you know, hear great sermons and all of the rest of it. And yeah, which so is, one of the, I guess when we talk about conferences, we're talking about different uh, regions of, oh. of our Adventist church around Australia. That's right. That's right. Sorry. And so um, some friends of mine who are uh, pastoring in South New South Wales, they organized something online that they called Little Camp, which was uh, just to um, fill that gap so people could get some some fellowship together online. And they asked if we would contribute something for the for their youth tent, which was just a, a Facebook group, um, but directed at the youth. And we, we said, absolutely. And they gave us free reign. They said, talk about whatever you want. And so as we were chatting about it, we thought, well, one of the things that we would uh, like to share is uh, talking about our own experience, right? So uh, in creating our ministry, building the podcast and how God led through that. And uh, one of the things we really reflected on was that God just utilized the gifts that we had that even though we didn't think they were, they were that great, God found a way to utilize those gifts. And, and the mirror of that that we, that we picked up in scripture is Moses' experience because in Exodus chapter three, when Moses is at the burning bush and God is about to send him to, uh, to liberate the people of Israel, um, God asks him, because Moses is giving all the excuses in the world, I can't do it for this reason, I can't do it for that reason. And God says to him, what is in your hand? And at that point, Moses is a shepherd, and so what's in his hand is a, a staff, a, a shepherd's rod. A stick. And A stick, exactly. And so that was what he had, and so God said, okay, well then throw that stick on the ground. And so God started to 
use what Moses had. Even though it was it was humble, it wasn't much at all. What Moses had, God used, and God turned that stick into a snake as a as a sign, as a miracle, and that he gave a number of other signs that Moses would would use. But we really went we went through Moses' story, and we really. Um, explored that idea of God uses what little that we have and he amplifies it. He uses it to accomplish his purposes. Okay, so God is not restricted by our weaknesses and inabilities or lack of resources. That's right, because even even um, Moses himself, you know, he's, he claimed that he couldn't talk. How can I be a leader? How can I do any of these things? And God overcome every single one of those, that he didn't need Moses to be a great leader. As a matter of fact, in some ways, if you are naturally gifted, even though those gifts came from God, if you are naturally gifted, you're more likely to uh, be proud in a lot of ways. And so in some ways, people who are distrustful of their own ability are more likely to stay true to what God is asking them to do, at least in, in this sense. I think that was one of the reasons why he picked Moses, because he was such a humble man. God knew that he would be able to use him. Okay, so you've got here, um, and you just sent me a few notes here, but there's an honourable mention yeah. about maintaining your health during the coronavirus. Was this, yes. was this like an extra discussion that kind of got tacked on the end, or is this an episode of its own, or what's what, what, this what, is another what, episode. what was happening there? So this is another episode. I put it on as an honourable mention because um, there wasn't much Bible study that you and I can, can hash out and chat about right now. We, we brought some expert opinion in. So there's a... Uh, there's a, a guy that we know, he's a psychologist, um, he goes to a church not far from here, and uh, his name is Dr. Dan Banyos, and he has a podcast himself uh, called Just Reflections, and he is uh, a good friend of ours, and so I reached out to him as a psychologist, and I said, you know, we are obviously in the middle of this coronavirus uh, crisis, we're suffering, you know, a lot of people are suffering isolation and the anxiety that comes with that. Would you be willing to come and talk about that? And so we did a, a full episode with Dan and I can really recommend listening to that because he, he talks about the importance of identifying when we are starting to, uh, you know, suffer some of these symptoms. And when we, when we identify them, we should have a plan in place. And he just talks about simple things that don't sound like much, but he, he um, just, Goes to uh, it goes to length and explains to to us how to stay sane, if you like, while we are in isolation. And there's a lot of people that are really struggling with that. And it was it was a really great discussion. Yeah, a lot of simple things, even though it might sound simple, just simply getting up. And if you're working from home, getting up, getting dressed, having a space to work. You know, all of those things that help you limit distraction and re- retain that a bit of normality in your life. Staying connected, not withdrawing from people, so making good use of Zoom and Skype and Facebook and all of those things to try to you know stay connected. And it was it was a very good discussion, which I highly recommend. Anyone that is experiencing social isolation at the moment, it's a really good discussion to have a listen to. Fantastic, Luke. It's always good to have you here on the show talking about uh, Oz Table Talk. And just give us those details again uh, as to where we can access yep, can... all of your uh, uh, podcasts. Absolutely. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, but our website where all the links will be is uh, oztabletalk.com.au and same same on Facebook and Instagram at oztabletalk. oztabletalk.com.au. Head over there right now. Check out all the podcasts and the, uh, the long expanded versions of what Luke has been able to share with us. Luke, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning. Thank you for having me. That was Luke Ferrugia from Table Talk, and we're going to be back after this song break. Then the 8 o'clock news, we'll be back with Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. We've buried dreams, laid them deep into the earth behind us, said 
isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. 
I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>